Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas. Good Lord, Petty. Do what must be done. Wipe the woke off the planet. <laughs> We've got Lord Petty. We've got Rodney Smith in here, comedian, writer podcaster we're stoked to have you in here man how you doing you forgot to add complete dumbass but i'm doing great <laughs> yeah man if you want to let everybody know uh everything up front about you where to find you we like to do that at the front and the end so go ahead and let everybody know what you do where to find you yeah, I mean, I am a professional shit talker. I do comedy. I wrote a book. I got a podcast called Lord Petty. I have another podcast called Bass Talk. I don't stay up on that one as much because it's hard coordinating with people and I just like talking my shit, moving at my speed. But you can find me on Twitter at Lord Petty underscore Instagram, Lord Petty underscore. And uh, yeah, just happy to be here, man. Appreciate you guys having me. Oh, we had to, man. Like, we had to have, like, a, you know, some fun. You know, we can't always, like, we would talk about everything, but. After we have a serious oh, episode. I'm here to talk about some fucking lizard people, so we better go in on that. All kinds of lizard people. I mean, if they yeah. identify as lizard people, I don't know if that's uh, uh, how it goes anymore. Yeah. What What are the pronouns? Yeah. Liz? Liz and yeah, Ard? Liz and Ard. Like, yeah, the people are pretty uh, re and tard, I've noticed a lot. Like, a lot of that. Like, re slash tard. There's a lot of, like, craziness that goes on. And some of the stuff we want to talk about, I got some clips lined up, too, but... Me and Joel were talking beforehand, and I had heard you on a couple uh, podcasts, and a lot of people were talking about, like, relationships with you, and, like, you know how, like, there's this big, like, alpha, like, a male movement. It kind of is a little bit similar, like, the feminist movement. Like, you know, everybody's like, like, I get the whole, like, I'm not saying be a beta male or anything like that, but it's this whole follow what Andrew Tate says, and if he says it, that's what we got to do, and I, I, I've noticed a lot of that, like, that is also this, like, counter of what happened from the so soy soy boy. You know what I mean? Now we're getting this like complete other side. And I just want to get your take on that. Well, it, there's an overcorrection. So there, there's a couple guys that I fuck with heavy, like Corey Wayne. Do you guys know who that is? He's kind of a, he's kind of a middle ground. Um, and then there's a guy called Rich Cooper. You guys familiar with him at all? They're, they're basically, you know, the shit that Andrew Tate came out and said, it's nothing new. So it's like once you once you're red pilled all around because that goes into everything. It goes into finance. It goes into relationships. It goes into politics. It goes into overall philosophy and stuff like that. The thing about Andrew Tate is he comes from a very violent background. He's a kickboxer. Those guys are built different. So he was just so entertaining. He was so comedic to where the shit that he's saying. I mean, he he's a genius marketer. You know. Oh yeah. But so. When when you get average dude, you know, average nine to five working guy with a fucking not, you know, the guy that comes out and be like, oh, I've watched a couple Tate videos. I'm him. <laughs> it's kind of washed that whole movement. But there, there, there is, you know, there, there are, if you really 
pull back the curtain and look into what dude's saying, he is dropping some truth bombs. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I, so I, I fuck with Tate, but I see the comedy in it. You got to separate the comedy. It's no different to me than what like uh, Bill Burr's been doing. Bill Burr's just, you know, he's a comedian. It's no different than the philosophy that Joe Rogan's been pumping out. It's really not. It's, it's like in the same family as like Elon Musk. Uh, it's, it's all kind of the same shit, but Tate's just very entertaining. But once. Yeah, like Alex Jones kind of like because Alex Jones is very entertaining as well. Like if you take him like as face value, I was like, man, if you believe everything he says, like, yeah, you're going to you know, go off the deep end. But if you take him as the entertainment value, I get that. But we're seeing like a lot of this infection, like the same thing we're seeing on the left, we're seeing on the right as well, but to this different type of polarization. And what I mean by this alpha male, like we're everything that everybody has to fit in this box, like, but we're all unique individuals, right? Like I do think that there's some like standards, obviously like not standards, but I think there's some things obviously men and women are completely different from. I There's stuff I agree with Tate a lot on, but I feel like he's intentionally polarizing, which I agree with you. It's uh, entertainment value. Like that's how he's everywhere, right? Like if you're not entertaining, who the hell wants to listen to you? Like, it doesn't matter what you're saying. you got to have to make it in a way that people can digest it and kind of, like, get entertained. But I'm saying that I'm noticing a lot of, like, this infectious, like, of people are like, yeah, like, you know, like, for instance, people are talking about, like, they'll be like, oh, man, they're promoting too many, like, fat women on on this and that. And, like, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, right? Like, obviously, that's not a bill of health, right? <laughs> we can't. That's a lie. If you're like, oh, man, Lizzo, man, that is what the epitome of health is. Yeah, we all know that's bullshit, right? <laughs> like, that's bullshit. But at the same time, I see like these other chicks are like, yeah, there was a fat super, uh, 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 a fat chick in, in, in the swimsuit edition. And then all the while, this chick is talking mad shit about these fat chicks. And I'm like, you got a bucket of makeup on. Like, yeah, what's any different um, from you and the fat chick? Like, at least the fat chick's know, like, hey, I'm fat. I, it is God, what it I is. I could go. I have such ADD. Like, I'm so <laughs> fucking opinionated, dude. I'm so opinionated, man. Um, you know, I did just because you dropped the Alex Jones and I think it was you guys that actually said this. I think this is where the thought came into my head about how he's kind of just the poster child that the left uses to just paint anybody that doesn't think like them as a fucking nut job. And that's kind of the same thing. Because if you listen to him, he he's more right than when he's wrong. But when he's wrong, it's the same thing as Trump. I mean, you know, I think Ben Shapiro said this perfectly, like... Good Trump is great. Bad Trump is terrible. It's the same thing with Alex Jones. It's the same thing with Tate. And so it's when you get these very controversial figures, they'll take these little pieces and just take the worst of the worst of the worst. And then people will pick up on that as well. But when you're so influential, every little thing that you say, so when you say something really terrible, people are going to pick it up and run with it. So I think that's part of like this infectiousness that you're talking about. We're seeing a lot of just fucking dorks acting like, you know, Oh, I watched some Tate videos. Now I'm, I'm top G like, no dude, you're, you're a fucking, you're a fucking dork. That, so that's my, that's my problem with, I, I don't have a problem with Tate cause I know he's really about it and he's really that guy. I have a problem with the people that are pretending like they are that guy. Like I'll tell you right now, I'm not that guy cause I don't know how to fight. But when you, if you want to talk shit, like now we're in my realm, but I'm not going to walk around talk, being like a big tough guy. And a lot of people are pretending to be tough guys when they're definitely not. So if that's what you mean, I agree with you. Yeah, it's kind of what I mean. Um, that and I think that we're not having fair conversation. Like, obviously, I get it. Like, this is entertainment, right? Like a lot of these podcasts where they have like 
they have a bunch of Instagram models and they bring in like some dude that's an entrepreneur that makes a certain amount of money and they're trying to like, this is what women think and this is what men think. And I'm like, man, this fresh is so and dishonest. fit. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. dishonest. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, guess what? If you don't want to talk to, don't go talk to Instagram bitches because that's how they're going to be. Like, there, there's plenty of good women out there though. You know what I mean? That is, and I think, you know, you're not saying it all. I, I mean, I'll say it. I'm, I'm not connected with these guys. But I think you're talking about fresh and fit, right? Where they have just like this big panel, just like the dumbest bitches you've I think ever so. heard I don't of. Know Called, but yeah, I, I'm, and they just talk to a bunch of different like. There's a couple different shows like that I've seen. Well, like and it, that, it's like similar. that too. I mean, if you watch like Steven Crowder or uh, basically anything like Turning Point related, uh, like uh, what, what's his face, Charlie Kirk, the Lord of All Dorks. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so what they do is they go and pick on the dumbest of the dumb. You know, they're not picking fights with like Sam Harris or somebody like that, yeah, for instance. You know what I mean? They're picking fights with like dumb college kids or, you know, just these absolute morons. So, yeah, it's entertainment, though. It's back to that entertainment. It's not going to be as fun if you're picking somebody that's kind of on your wavelength as opposed to bringing these guys in or, or, or women or whatever that are at that lower tier bar where you can expose them in a certain way. Right. Right. And I mean, they, they even call them they call them 304s. Like, they call, <laughs> are you guys in Florida, by the way? No, you, no, I'm in I'm Michigan. In <clears throat> Okay, I thought you guys were on the. Yeah, I thought you guys were in Florida for some reason, but um, they. I mean, they bring these girls in, and they literally, they kind of preface it that they're dumb, but they do. I mean, they bring in the bottom barrel of women, and they paint all women terrible. So exactly, it is very, it's very bad for you know young guys where that's their scope, where they think, okay, this is just the average woman, because it's definitely not. It's like the bottom of the barrel, fucking Florida three hundred four scams. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> It'd be, it'd be, it's no different than, like I said, somebody like uh, uh, Charlie Kirk going and talking to college kids and saying that all Democrats are stupid. Because there's definitely some smart Democrats, mm-hmm. but they, they just have a philosophical difference where, you know, typically it's okay. Yeah, I got a buddy of mine. Uh, we've been friends for, yeah, man, over 20 years, and he's about as left as you can possibly go. Like, and he and I don't really argue that much. I mean, he's, he's really smart. IQ out of control. I mean, he can sit there and we'll go toe to toe about certain things, but I've gotten over it to the point now where I'm like, it's just how you think, man. If you're going to think this way, uh, but oddly enough, I'd say in the past couple of years, though, he's kind of crept around to me every now and then. He won't concede all the way, but he's like, eh, it's not, things look a little weird. Like, <laughs> it's looking a little weird. Well, it's kind of. It's kind of impossible when you start to pay attention. I mean, I say this all the time. I'm I'm a reformed lib. I mean, I grew up in Seattle. Mm. I just I was listening to fucking hip hop music my whole life. I used to make corn like I mean I you know what I mean. And so it happened. I got laid off in 2016. No, in 2020. My bad. 2020. I got laid off because of COVID, and I hated Trump at the time. Mm. And I was just the typical like, oh, these people are pieces of shit. You know, redneck, racist, trash, or whatever. And then uh, I, I was watching a Trump briefing when I got laid off the next day because I had nothing to do in the morning. I watched the whole briefing. And then later that night, the news was on. I saw how they chopped it up. And I'm like, that's not what he said. I don't like the guy, but that's not what he said. Mm. And that was kind of one of those red pill moments for me to where I just realized, okay. And I started paying attention to more things and more things. And I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense. Now, this vaccine shit doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. This fucking guy's got dementia. And that's how I went down the goddamn rabbit hole. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you took a crash course. And, and, and it's like, you know, I'm not brilliant by any means, but I'm not fucking stupid. And I know that there's a lot of people that are, you know, most of us are kind of in that area of, you know, you got very intelligent people that are 
engineers and shit like that. Then you got just very stupid people like the SJWs. Then most of us are kind of in between. So if you pay attention enough, you can realize these people are full of shit and you got to start questioning yourself, you know? Yeah. In your book, uh, Rodney, you talked about uh, you had a whole chapter about voting and how you didn't really think that, you know, it should be necessarily everybody's right to vote. And you brought up, you know, the whole, and I grew up in the era of like the whole Puff Daddy stuff with, uh, with the, uh, vote die. die, motherfucker. Yeah, die, <laughs> I always think about South Park every time he does, every time that's brought up. But, uh, yeah, yeah I was reading that and you really, uh, were breaking down some things, uh, about that, um, in that aspect of, you know, should it be, you know, everybody's right to vote? And I think you even tied in LeBron, right? The whole, uh, uh, you know, shut up and dribble part, right? And you said there's people right. yelling at LeBron to shut up and dribble, but you're a barista and you haven't done any research at all to even be on the level to tell him to shut up and dribble. So maybe you should go shut up and dribble as well. And I thought that was really, that correlation was really cool to me because I was like, yeah, you're right, because it's the people that aren't intelligent, that don't have any knowledge on the subject, that are screaming at LeBron, and rightfully so, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like LeBron's off the hook right. here, and you didn't get him, get him off the hook either, but I thought it was really interesting how you brought that up, man, I, I like that a lot. First, first and foremost, thank you for reading the book, I, I really appreciate you actually, you know, going in there and and digging a little bit. So that means a lot to me. Um, but I mean, the whole idea behind it is just, I, I just don't think that public policy should be this. Uh, we shouldn't treat it like a reality show because it, it affects everything. I mean, when, when you get these people that are so uninformed weighing in on public policy and uh, the economy and stuff like that, I mean, it has real world impact. So and the left, they have such a grip on pop culture and they're so influential with young people. And I was one of these young people. So I'm speaking from experience. I mean, Puff Daddy. So I'm talking about, I mean, I, I didn't know a goddamn thing about George Bush and I still don't, but I know I hated George Bush just because my favorite rappers were telling me. And so, and so when I turned 18, I didn't know shit about Obama, but I was voting Obama because I hear Jeezy talking about, you know, my president's black, my Lambo's blue. So it's like all this media is so in our head. And I'm not even saying anything bad about Obama, but I'm just saying how easily influenced you are as a young person by pop culture and media and yada, yada. And then we tell people, you know, you, like LeBron, we say shut up and dribble, but it's like, okay, I need to shut up and dribble because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about either. Unless you actually go out there and, you know, get kind of informed. And that's what I did. I became informed and then I realized, okay, I there's some serious holes in my philosophy. And I don't think a lot of people are willing to do that. Yeah, they're not willing to look into themselves. That's like part of the biggest problem in society in general. Like everybody wants to be like, well, I got to fix Rodney. I got to fix Sean. I got to fix Joel. But then you're like, what about you, motherfucker? Like you're the one that's like drinking all day long. You don't have a job. You don't have, the, you know what I mean? People are judging you for the little things because we all have faults, right? <clears throat> and instead of fixing their own faults, they're looking at everybody else's. They're like, well, look at him. 
he's he's a racist you're like yeah but you don't do shit man like you've been at a dead-end job for your whole life and you keep complaining that you can't pay your rent but like you've had other opportunities and you won't leave your shitty job or like what do you want me to do like that at some point you have to look in the mirror and say hey maybe i should fix myself and that's why i think a lot of it is is that everybody's worried about everybody else that's why you constantly see this like oh well look what they did it's like a fucking two two year old like my nephew's like well he stayed up late and you're like what the fuck man like get the fuck who gives a fuck you're gonna get you're gonna get in trouble still like (laughs) yeah and i think that's that's a big sign of maturity is when you start to control the controllable and you stop trying to like have you guys ever read that book uh by dale carnegie how to win friends and influence people no i haven't i know the book though but i haven't read it it's a very good book, and I and I, I read it recent. Well, I listened to it on an audiobook on a road trip. I'm trying to sound smarter than I am. I read it. <laughs> Don't worry, uh, that's how I read all my books. <laughs> but so it's basically kind of rewiring your brain to where if if you there's no use in trying to change people, and if you are trying to get your way, it's better to try to make other people come to the conclusion that you want them. Like, so if you're a boss, for instance, you see some people doing some shit that you don't want them to do. If you run up and start yelling at these motherfuckers, they're going to be resentful. But if you walk up and um, I can't think of a good example, but if you walk up and you, I, I don't know, dude, I can't think of a good example, but it's basically you can't just enforce your will on people. Right, all the time. right, right. A good example would be like, especially when you're using the work analogy, because I've done this before, like say like you're a supervisor right now. You're going to use, like, you find a common enemy. And that's what they kind of do in politics, right? Oh, so you're yeah. like, yeah, the manager's a dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's stick together. We'll rally together and make sure everything so we could get off our back. Whether that's real or not, you make that, you know, mythological boogeyman so that everybody kind of molds together as a team and they have each other's back because we're like, hey, we don't want to, we don't want to leave the areas, you know, messed up because the manager's going to get mad at us. And, and since I'm the lead of that group, they're going to be like, all right, yeah, let, you kind of form a bond over. An enemy, and that's kind of what politics has been doing. Well, and that's why I'm over Trump, dude. And that's why I'm so over Trump. And that's why that's that's why the Republicans are pissing me off right now because they're. I hate the woke shit, but it, they're. I mean, I don't have kids or anything, so I don't have kids in like these fucked up public school systems where there's some transvestite putting her dick in their face or something. <laughs> Yeah. But for the most part, I'm not I'm not hanging out anywhere where these people are hanging out. They can do whatever the fuck they want as long as yeah. they keep it away from me, you know? And so the people on the right, you know, like I love to talk shit about Charlie Kirk. I think he's just the worst of the worst. But they 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 try to create this um they they rally around these things that are so irrelevant to try and create that boogeyman like you're talking about to try to get you all riled up. And it's just like, like both sides just fucking suck, dude. Awful. Whenever whenever I talk Whenever I talk to anybody in real life, most people, most people, maybe I'm oblivious or I'm good enough at surrounding myself with good people, but most people are nice, considerate. We have differences, but we get along. Yeah. But then when you get into like both sides, like they, they want that outrage to try and sell media, to make content, to create that boogeyman, to get people riled up behind them, create the common enemy. And I'm just, I don't fuck with any of it anymore, dude. I just, I say what I want. I do what I want. I, I, my beliefs are my beliefs. I don't, I'm not loyal to any fucking political party, any ideology, take every, everything as a singular thing and just try to treat people good, you know, as best as I can. And that's the tough part too, Rodney, because, you know, Sean and I are like that. And when you don't create an echo chamber for people to scream in, uh, sometimes you get the ire of people because you're kind of railing on the system itself. And I think, you know, for us, that's always been very important to me because, I mean, 
I'm over Trump, all of them. Like I have been for a long time. I mean, I never liked him in the first place. I mean, he's a businessman first and foremost, so he's looking out for himself. Uh, that's pretty much how, how it's always been. It's never been a situation where he was looking out for these poor white people. You know what I mean? Like that was the, that was the right. picture that was painted, but you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, Dave Chappelle said it recently where he said the allure of him was him coming out of that house and walking out and being like, all that sit, all that stuff you, you said we were doing in there, we're doing. And then walk back in the house with the rest of them. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. it's that, it's that uh, analogy. I think that really, uh, rung true for me and i've always thought and and i'm with you roddy because this whole right left paradigm is just absolutely out of control and i don't even remember it being like this when i was like growing up i i I know that there were people like this but and maybe i'm older but i just don't even remember older people acting like this over politics and maybe it's social media right maybe that's what's really pushed this uh in this new age of you know just hate hatred and, and so I, I I agree with Trump more than not. Like most issues, I think. I mean, I made a ton of money off this motherfucker. I can't be mad at him. You know what I mean? And <laughs> like shit, shit was shit was from a. But he he just he treated it like a reality show. And it's like unless you have a pretty good sense of humor and you have pretty thick skin, he's just not going to be your cup of tea. But it's like when you're the president, you're everybody's president. And so it's like. He wanted, he's like you said, like Sean said, he, he created this boogeyman to try to build his own power, but he's living at Mar-a-Lago as a billionaire or at the White House behind closed gates. And now we're all fucking yelling at each other. And it's like, he doesn't, of course. So by him making the country a great place, no pun intended. Sure. We benefit from that, but he's not doing it for us. He's doing it for his own ego and his own legacy. And so for him to run as president again, this is just a redemption thing for him. He doesn't give a fuck about the disenfranchised trailer park white people. He doesn't give a shit. He just wants to be president again to say he beat butthole Biden. That's all he cares about. And it's like, I'm good. I don't want, because like you said, I don't remember. I'm 33. And so I've been paying attention to this shit for a little bit, you know? I don't remember everybody being at each other's throats. And I think Trump really was the conduit just to get everybody so riled up. And he turned politics into pop culture and now people that's what i was talking about you're talking about the book i mean trump is responsible for people that have no idea on both sides being involved with politics people that have no idea about politics either hate trump or they love trump because he's so entertaining he's like andrew tate there you go he's lit he's like andrew tate he gets people riled up and either love him or hate him but we can't have that with the fucking president your job's to bring people together and build a strong nation which he did but he still makes people hate him and it's not good for like the fabric of society and for me, I, I would, I would, I never understood why he was the poster child for the working class because it's not a working class. He like, shits on had gold toilets. Class? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> yeah. you, but no, you're good. He, you're he, good. Like this, it makes no sense. Like let, let's 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 go down this rabbit hole, okay? How is a guy that shits on gold toilets that fucks prostitutes that has God knows how many abortions? How is he the conservative poster child? Suck my dick. That makes no fucking sense. Zero at, sense at all. Hey, let's not forget <laughs> what he said. Years ago, if he ever ran for president, he would run Republican because they're a bunch of fucking idiots. Like he said this. <laughs> and I I think I think that's I think that's kind of fake though. I think I know what you're talking about, but I saw somewhere on like Snopes or something like that at some point that that didn't actually happen, that that was kind of just a meme old enough to where it's kind of like saying the uh that Sierra had a penis. It just got said so much that people <laughs> believed it. 
But, or like uh, Marilyn Manson when we were growing up. Marilyn Manson sucked his own dick. <laughs> yeah, like, that was like I don't know why everybody knew that. Or that like, white lighters like, are oh, bad you, luck. Oh, you already. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those things. But I think the only reason he did not run as a Democrat because he knew that Hillary was going to get the nomination. So he's like, well, what can I? So he just he's smart, bro. He's a genius. I mean, he buried his ex-wife on his golf course to get a tax break. This motherfucker's a killer. <laughs> But like to me also like a lot of people talk about his policies and then to me I see a lot of the same old same old when I say that I mean like raising of the debt ceiling I mean there's no like sound money like you know what I mean there's a lot of issues like I'm not saying that he's the worst by far no to me it's just uh, the same old same old like st- uh, status quo you know what I mean like yeah, that's, did that's he above do my head to be honest I, I don't know like when once you get into like debt ceilings and shit like that all I know is that when uh, he was in office I wasn't paying nine dollars for a carton of eggs whatever the fuck he but I'm saying it would eventually you would have no matter what. Like the same thing happened like, you know, like with, with Bush, like like that spending in Iraq, like that caught up to you. It catches up to you all the spending. And so what people see is they see what's right in front of them. They're like, oh, but it was great with Trump. And you're like, well, yeah, whoever was president, it was going to be good. But it's going to then it's going to get really bad if he would have been. And, and they're just always trying to wiggle out like, no, it wasn't me. It was that guy. No, 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 no. It, name in my lifetime. Every single president has been like, no, no, no. I set it up. Great. The guy before me sucked. And it's it's been the chain. Everybody has blamed everybody. And you're like, well, then where do we fix it? Like, hey, let's not blame. Let's like, hey, let's just fix it. And they're like, ah, that's silly, man. I don't do that shit. We're just going to blame it on that last guy. I do want to see him run again just for comedic purposes, dude. When he got up there and he just laid it into Hillary Clinton the same way. I mean, when he, when he was in the primaries and he was just talking shit to Ted Cruz, he was talking shit to Jeb Bush. He was just fucking belittling all these people who we've been dealing with, these 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 the fucking lizard people families you know and he just went in there he just tore them up and that's how everybody got all riled up and then when he went in there and told hillary she'd be in jail everybody it, it felt great to see that the but biggest question is though uh is he even gonna run there. against biden though i mean does biden even run or are they gonna pull something else out of the hat to run against him <sighs> dude they're they're gonna i don't even think biden's a real person i just think he's a permanent he's a <laughs> I literally don't think Joe Biden is a real person. I think he died two years ago, to be honest. (laughs) We always say it's like Woodrow Wilson, man. The last two years of Woodrow Wilson when his wife like ran the ran the whole country and he was back in this like deathbed for two years. Nobody saw him. (laughs) Something like that, man. They've got a million people playing him. I don't know. I'm I'm curious if they're going to try to run Gavin Newsom out, man. They're really hyping this up with uh, all the reparations and it's a lot of stuff building around him. I don't know. He plays a he plays a centrist role. It could be Gavin Newsom, the California yeah. governor. You think he's a centrist? Nah, he plays. He play. He's not at all. But he, I think he tries to present himself. He's not an AOC, right? Like he at least he presents himself not to be that far left, right? Because that's my parlay, man. My parlay is uh, 2024 Trump, Kanye versus AOC, <laughs> Gavin Newsom. That's my parlay. So if that hits, we're in the money, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who do I mean, to be honest with you, dude, I, I checked out of politics about um, I'd say probably like three, four months ago or something like that. I just kind of had that. It was more. <sighs> I started getting a cer- certain type of person following me, you know, once I would actually get like the actual like racist Republican guy following me. And I was just kind of like, dude, if I'm saying these things, I'm attracting a certain crowd and I don't want to be a part of that. And then I started thinking about like, no, no matter what, no matter how do, how do I say this? 
it's like, you know, Trump's out for himself. So all these politicians, all these people, it's like, I don't even watch sports because I feel like a fucking cornball cheering on some other grown ass man chase a ball around. So it's like all these politicians, they don't care about us. You got to be such a megalomaniac to be any sort of politician. So why am I going to argue? Why am I going to destroy my friendships to try to big up some guy that shits on gold toilets that isn't doing shit for me? It makes no sense. And so that's how I kind of got out of the political game. And that's why I've just been trying to do a complete remarketing, complete rebranding. Like when I post my podcast and stuff, I let people know, yeah, I'm based as fuck. I'm anti-clown world, but also I I don't want to be in this political realm. Like I unfollowed all the policy. I, I blocked DC Drano two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I'm done, dude. I don't want any... Because he, repo- he reposted my shit on his story and I started seeing these followers coming in and I was like, I don't want these people. I don't want them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally feel you on that, man. Like, I think it gets that way. I like... For me, politics is different because like, it's just fun. Like, I don't like either of them and I'm like, let's see a death match. Let's do it. That's why I want to see uh, AOC, Gavin versus Kanye West. I'm like, if we're going to go down in flames, let's do it fun, guys. You know what I mean? Podcasting is going to be so incredible. Like, the, the Kanye and Trump together, the lines of going against it. Oh, my God. I just could see it. I could see the sparks, man. I just think it would be hilarious. Like, But as far as for the country, probably be terrible. But for me personally... As for a podcast, it would be gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Somebody that enjoys, in a comedic sense, the miseries of the world in that way, it would be legendary. Um, especially if Kanye ended up smashing AOC. <laughs> oh, my God. Now you just threw another element into it, man. I didn't even, Oh, my God. And aren't yeah. you into the Latinas, too? Aren't you? Uh, oh, I seen a couple- Am I into the Latinas? <laughs> yes. What? I thought you guys did your research. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's why I brought it up. We're pretty big in Costa Rica. So just let you know, you know, you're ever out that way. Just uh, throw our name out there. They, they, we're top 50, top top 20 in, the, in Costa Rica. Dude, that, that's hey everybody listen to this in Costa Rica. My handle is Lord Petty double underscore on Instagram. Dude, I just moved out. I just, Those are our people right there. I just man. moved out to San Antonio, man. And it's so I'm German, right? So I, I grew up in Germany. And my family speaks German and everything. And I've never been around my people like all besides when I lived in Germany. But as soon as I came to the States, I've never really been around Germans. And I have this Latina thing. So I've been in San Antonio for like, I don't know, two, three weeks or something now. And it's fucking Germans and Hispanic people. So I'm in I'm in heaven, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. I yeah, made it. I found I found where I'm supposed to be finally. You heard that music when you got there. <laughs> yeah, dude, I went to the gym and it was just overwhelming. And then like I started a new job and there's just like German people there. They're talking about all these German bars. Like, okay, fuck yeah, I made it. Hey, let me ask you let me ask you this, Rodney. Uh, you know, when I was reading your book, uh, and you said it already here on the podcast about being from Seattle, you know, what was that like? You know, because I'm assuming you were still in Seattle when all the pandemic stuff started and even a little bit before that, when a lot of the craziness was going on in that area. I mean, what was it like? You know, I've talked to a few people out that way, but I'm always curious because, you know, the media paints a certain picture on both sides and you never really know, you know, what it what was really going on during that period of time. Was it as crazy as, you know, maybe the right was painting it or was it somewhere in the middle? 
So it's going to be kind of a winded answer. I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible. But, you know, earlier we're talking about how part of maturity is realizing you can only control yourself and then admitting when you're wrong and whatnot. Like I said, I grew up a very liberal guy. Okay. Very, 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 very liberal guy. And anybody that tells you that Seattle did not fucking turn into what exactly what you think it is they are not mature enough to admit reality and say that they were wrong because i had to take a look in the mirror and be like the shit that i believe i'm fucking wrong because there's a homeless guy taking a shit in front of my house i'm stepping over heroin needles people are getting shot in broad daylight we're all getting priced out because of people i'm not trying to sound racist as fuck but it's true but it's like all the chinese were coming and buying up all the property the indians were coming and buying up all the property because oh we want to be inclusive we don't want to it just turned into absolute fucking chaos it's like this this woke mind virus just literally took over the entire but it's like when you if you get outside of seattle seattle's so densely populated but if you get outside of seattle it's great people but it you know gets kind of more rural and gets more red and whatnot but it's still very expensive but the i could have moved outside of seattle but i wasn't ready for that slow of a life and i was tired of the weather but everything that you've heard pretty much from the more right-leaning people about seattle it's absolutely true and i can tell you this because I didn't agree with them five years ago. Like I said, I thought they were fucking right-wing lunatics five years ago, but then I had to really like open up my eyes. I remember getting it. So the whole reason I wrote my book is because I got a really leftist buddy and we were talking about this and he's like, do you have a source for that? I'm talking about like homeless people shitting in the street and hair. And he's like, do you have a, do you have a source for that? It's like, bro, open up your fucking eyes, you know? And then that's how like the troll in me was like, well, if I write a book, because I said this jokingly to him, it's like, well, I could put anything on the internet or I could publish a book and that's technically a source. So any information you find, some guy just put it out there. So I was like, I'm going to publish a book so I can just source myself. (laughs) 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 Uh, That's actually a genius idea. I like that. (laughs) But it's, it's not, it's, it's literally, it has taken, I mean, you just got to look at the number. I mean, numbers, you know, like Hove says, men lie, women lie, numbers don't look at, look at the U-Hauls, U-Hauls, they, they, they're trying to get them back to Seattle because so many people were leaving and nobody was really moving to Seattle or California or Oregon. People are just leaving the West coast. And you are right because, like, uh, you know, when I was younger, partying and stuff, I would start rumors. And I started this rumor uh, that Tupac was gay. I was like, yeah, like, well, why do you think he wore his uh, bandana like that? Why is story? Why is shorty got to be a thug? I was like, all this stuff. Like, and I, I would joke with it. And that then, is really like, funny. three months later, some guy came up to me and he's like, man, did you hear that Tupac was gay? I was like, I don't know because I made that rumor. So I don't know how factual it is, but it sounds good. That's pretty <laughs> and he funny. He told me all the same points that I made. Like, yeah, you know, like, he. Did he have kids? Like, I never seen him with a chick. Like, I said all this just because this chick liked Tupac so much. And I was just like, I'm just going to keep talking shit on Tupac. Like, for no reason. I don't even dislike him. I was just like, you know what? You like him too much. I'm going to have to take you down. You don't even know the motherfucker. And you're like, do you know that he he died? Bitch, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't know him. I'm going to make fun of him. And then, like, it just turned like a whole thing. I was even, like, so drunk and obnoxious. Like, I'm better than Tupac. Um, Like, it was was drunk pettiness. So do do you remember the exact moment where that joke came to you that Tupac's gay? Like, do you remember the exact moment? Not exact. I know I was at, yeah, kind of, yeah. I was at, like, uh, uh, my friend's party, like, in his house. It wasn't, like, a huge party, but yeah, yeah, I kind of remember, yeah. Because <laughs> that is a really fucking, that's got my brain racing with fucking joke, because that is really fun. Why does Shorty want to be a thug? So, but, like, 
That's really good. <laughs> yeah, like I, because I just clown on people. That's what we do. Like you know, that's what like that's the thing that I think of when we when I think of men. Like my men circles, like growing up, like man, you had to have thick skin. That's why, like Trump, like when people were bothered by Trump, I'm like, really. Man, that ain't shit, man. You know what my buddy just told me the other day about me? Like, about me personally. Not about, like, some other rando. Like, no, me. He said, he said a good joke. You know, you're like, fuck, man. That's like... They just are so weak to me. Like, it's easy, man. Just like, who cares, man? Like, when, like you said about him. My best line from Trump for me when he was clowning on Bloomberg. When he was like, he's just so short. He's short. He has to get the little stool and get on the stool. <laughs> I could not stop. I literally fell on the floor laughing when I heard it. I was like, this guy is hilarious because you're like, he's short. Like, that's how you do it. Like, that's a man's circle where we just talk shit. Like, just like when the whole grab him by the pussy thing, right? Like, yeah, dudes, when people are like, I've never heard of dude. Why are you kidding me, man? I work in a shop in a warehouse. I've heard way. That is nothing. And if you have construction friends, they send you the worst, the worst videos, the worst memes, like the most disgusting things ever. And you're like mad at Trump and you're saying dudes don't do that. That's bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? That part is where I'm like, yeah, that's where I could see a lot of the come on, man. They're, I don't like Trump either. I, I think of him in a different sense. But the picture you're painting is bullshit he's funny anybody whether you like him or not you gotta admit he's funny if you don't think he's funny you're a dork well, yeah, for yeah. sure like for well, sure you love him or hate him the, the guy's funny he's undeniable in the and he has good timing man a lot of times like his act right now has been wearing thin on me but when he came in 2016 and even during his presidency his timing was impeccable like he would just say the punchline at the right time we were like Damn, you got me, man. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>. got me. <laughs> so, so how do you, how do you guys know each other? Uh, uh through the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it really. I reached out to him because uh, we both do music. So I had sent him some of my music, and this was like in 2020, was it, Sean? I can't remember something like that. I sent him music. He got back to me. He's like, man, he's like, I really like your stuff. Do you want to come on? And this is when he was doing live shows on Instagram. And uh, then he was posting on the podcast. So uh, I wasn't even with the podcast at the time. He'd been running the podcast for about a year. And uh, we got on the, we did a couple shows together. Uh, then we started, you know, talking more, ended up being really good friends. We had a lot in common. And then one day he said, hey, man, I know you got a lot going on, but do you want to start hosting this podcast with me? And I was looking to get into the podcast game just because I had been doing the podcast rounds with a, a lot of different people. And I was like, yeah, man, uh, I'm all, I'm all for it. So he and I kind of hit the ground running last June. And, uh, yeah, man, everything's been really coming together since then. And where, did, so the, uh, wh wh what's, what's the title? What's, what's the, uh, the Mockingbird? Cause I was trying to kill the Mockingbirds. It's from, uh, Operation Mockingbird. But I'm stupid, dude. I'm asking like legit. I'm like legitimately. <laughs> so Operation Mockingbird was a program like that was run by the CIA where they would um, implant stories and reporters into the news to like sway public opinion. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So like that's like so now I'm like talking about kill. So they would like that was Operation Mockingbird. It was big in the 60s and 70s that they had uh, the church trials in the Senate where they were like, you know, had like the CIA grilling them, which, again, just same like when you see Zuckerberg and all and they're getting grilled. But all nothing ever happens. They just go, yeah, we told them. You know, like when you see Rand Paul yelling at Fauci, they're like, ooh, man, Rand Paul got him again. Okay, but Fauci's still fine. There's no, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. He's not getting in trouble. He's still getting 
money. But yeah, he told him. That's the only thing. It was one of those. So you guys still doing the music shit too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, we're definitely doing that. Uh, yeah, I just dropped a, a new EP uh, January 1st. He dropped a new song. Probably since 2020 hit, uh, when I was doing music with my buddy Quan, uh, we've, I've put out, I don't even know, man, like three albums, maybe 30, 40 songs during that period of time up until now. Got a new soundtrack coming out. I actually, uh, I hunt cryptids. Uh, we shoot documentaries where I go in the woods and hunt like Dogman and Bigfoot and all this stuff. And, uh, what yeah, we got, that? uh, our last documentary is on uh, Amazon Prime right now, and uh, we just went out to Skinwalker Ranch uh, last summer uh, in Utah. So we were out there. Uh, we saw a lot of crazy stuff, man. UFOs, a lot of not a lot of just unexplainable things. We got it all on camera. Uh, that documentary comes out in like a m- couple months, and uh, we're about to head out. Uh, all I can say, I can't tell everybody what we're doing, but I am going out to the West Coast here at in the end of February and we're about to go deep in the woods again. So dude, I'm trying to go ghost hunting, lizard people hunting and spit some bars, dude. <laughs> hey man, you talk to the right guys. <laughs> well, you, you brought up dog man, right? I, I didn't bring up. I've never heard of dog. No, Joel, man. You brought yeah. up dog man, right? Well, here's a dog. Woman. Hi, my name is Samuel and I am a canine Therian. But what does this mean? Ethereum is somebody who identifies as wholly or partially non-human, specifically as a non-human animal from this earth. Now, there are other forms of non-humans, and a person could identify as being non-human for a plethora of psychological or spiritual reasons. For me, I'm not sure which it is. I used to be certain that it was purely psychological due to neurodivergency. However, as I started to delve into my spirituality, I started to question if it was... Maybe a past life that affects oh, my altered God. humanity. Either way, I feel a disconnect from other humans and to the part of my brain and soul that feels human. Instead, I feel like oh, a dog God. or a wolf. Shut up. Which I know is extraordinarily common. <laughs> a dog or a oh, wolf. So God. that's why I was like, that could be, she may be Dogman. I found Dogman. <laughs> but the just... correct pronouns are. Is not is they them so it's dog they, uh, dude. These people, but uh, that's the bad thing about the internet. You know, we've given everybody. It's a good thing that everybody can voice their opinion. That's the best thing about the internet. But the worst thing about the internet is that everybody can voice their opinion. It's like some people just need to shut the fuck up and like go make coffee. You know what I mean? You know, uh, to this is. A, I'm glad you said that, Rodney, because. Uh, I believe I, I've seen you talk about it a few times on some posts, but you did speak about it a little bit in your book too about TikTok and how the algorithm, the way that it works here in the states, is vastly different than it works, you know, in China. How you're rewarded for intelligence in it's China. MK Ultra, bro. Oh yeah, for sure, man. We we're all about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, it, you made a, a really good point too about how these influencers get famous for doing the stupidest stuff. But yet, you're supposed to listen to them when they're telling you stuff about politics, stuff about putting certain things in your body. And obviously, they're getting payouts from these companies and, and boosters. But why are people listening to them? This chick just dropped her ass for like 30 seconds. And I'm supposed to roll up my sleeve and take this shot because she told me to. That's the shit that I just can't wrap my fucking mind around. 
Yeah. And I, I think there's, there's this inherent human. I mean, it's just kind of like the law of attraction blown into like a way bigger scale where, you know, if you see people sitting in a restaurant versus a completely empty restaurant, you're going to be more prone to go, well, people are in this restaurant. So this person, oh, so this food must be good. So when you see somebody with a bunch of followers and all of a sudden they're somehow, it's just like this weird social conditioning that we have. It's like, like what the fuck? I don't know if you got that far in the book, but I have a whole chapter about like being famous. Like it makes no sense. Like, why do we care about fame? Like what is fame? Just because a lot of people know a person that makes their more opinion more valid or that makes them any like, I mean, I could go down a huge fucking tangent on this right now. Go ahead. Well, it's like, it's like the whole concept of fame and clout and all that. It's, it's just this intangible thing that's so powerful. But if you really break down what it is, it means nothing. So, if you think of the most famous people, like A-list celebrities, you probably think of like Hollywood actors. And you don't even know who the fuck these people are because their whole thing is pretending to be somebody else. You don't know who the hell Denzel Washington is. You don't know who Leonardo DiCaprio is. You know who Jack Dawson is. You know who... Uh, whoever the fuck else these characters are, you know who the man of fu- man on fire is, but you don't know who Denzel Washington is. You know the guy from Train. You don't know who these people are. So it's like this whole like fame thing and like giving people leverage just because others know who they are. It makes no sense to me. That's the shit I can't wrap my head around. Why anybody would be influenced by even even when I get messages from people, I'm like, bro, I'm I'm just some fucking idiot on the internet i totally like, agree it's the idolization of people we talk about that a lot too i just people like love to idolize people for some reason or another and it, and it does get tied if you look through the history james corbett did a whole piece on this which was great where he kind of goes through the history of like where people are constantly idolizing these politicians like this guy's gonna save us because he said this one thing and he didn't actually do anything but like the thing that he says is really good like he says it really well too like if you know like he probably will do it he might not but the way he says it, it makes me well, think it- he could Maybe. And there's that inherent human need for like, like, you know <laughs> community, belonging, and purpose, right? And so, instead of taking the time to work on yourself and really feel how you feel about things, see how you feel about things, excuse me, and building building something yourself, it's a lot easier to attach yourself to something else and somebody else. And so when somebody starts speaking, well, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to align myself with this. And now it just gives you like the subconscious sense of purpose, you know? And then so the bigger these people get, even if they're like these retarded TikTok people, you still attach yourself to it because other people are paying attention. Now you have a community, you know? Well, Rodney, that was the thing I really got from the book was this introspective look into the human psyche of, you know, what it's like to put yourself together. That's what really I got from it because you had a lot of humor in there, but there was something you said early on in the book too about uh, something about uh, the way you view life is suicidal, but you just don't have the urge to die or urge to actually go through with it. And I thought that resonated with me too, in that sense of we all have these demons and we all have anxieties and and all these things, but to actually work on it, to sit there and understand what makes you tick and kind of take yourself apart and put yourself back together. uh, That's what I got from the book. And that's something that Sean and I talk about a lot on this show is self growth and, 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 growing yourself in a way that 
you can connect to other people and they know that you're a real person, that you're not, like you said, some actor. Because a lot of people act. You don't have to be in a movie to be an actor. Uh, a lot of people act every day and nobody knows who they are. And that's why people can't ever connect with them because of that. Yeah, I act every day. I act like I give a shit about my job every day. Like I'm there. I'm like, I actually care about being here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't say it better, dude. <laughs> I really can't. So you guys saying that this kind of influencers is not... did it? This didn't influence you guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try, try. I think we got one. <laughs> it's voting season, bruh. Now voting, now loving. Now voting, now touch. Now voting, now nothing. No, 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 no. I mean, dude, living <laughs> no in the no outrage fucking. culture that we live in, like, I don't ever get offended by anything, but then when I hear some shit where I would say, okay, I, I would be offended by that, because that is a logically thing to be offended by. If, if, I, if, if I were black, and then people were trying to motivate me by saying, if I don't get politically involved, I'm not going to get any pussy, I'd be like, that's what you think of me? What am I... <laughs> Well, then they had the gay guy. Yeah. And was it Trina? Was it Trina in that video? It was Trina, wasn't it? Well, they had the gay dude and Trina. So it's like, you're not getting like any kind of fucking. You're not getting like man booty and you're not getting like female booty either. You're getting none of it. (laughs) Yeah, but like, I thought they did a bad service because I was like, that's not the person. I was like, if you mean I'm not fucking you. I'm definitely not going to vote because that's good for me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go down that. No, thank you. Like, thanks. You made it very easy not to vote. Like, I was like, that's why I didn't vote. I was like, whoa, thank you for uh, this uh, public service announcement to not vote because I don't want you anywhere near me. What what is, uh, more importantly, what does Trina look like nowadays? Not a train wreck. I wouldn't say like a Kim. Like, Kim is probably one of the... Oh, dude, Kim went... Kim got hit by a train, dude. Dropped off the planet. (laughs) She yeah, looks like dude, something she... off the planet now, by the way, too. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like what? A, she, looks she looks like, like a, a leprechaun cryptid. or something now, dude. Like it's honestly kind of scary. She looks like a porcelain doll that melted. You know what I mean? Like, like you're like, yeah, I left it in the sun a little too long. You know. So, uh, do you guys, when you guys are doing your music, should you guys produce and whatnot? Do you guys engineer? Like, what, what's what's the depth of all that? Um, I write. I've got several, uh, in, uh, well, I've got one specific engineer I've been working with for five years here in Cincinnati. So he, he and I've been working together for, like I said, well, maybe almost six now. And as far as like production goes, I just have a wide array of different, um, some guys I know really well. Some guys, you know, I just work with, you know, business wise. Yeah. I'm all, I mean, I do a little bit of editing, but I do most of my editing is just on the podcast. Uh, like music editing, certain things like, you know, if someone's better than you at something, I think it's always be like, yeah, I'll let you do it. Like <laughs> if you're better than me at it, I was, I'm always gonna like I could try to make it sound pretty good, but there's some guys that I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm that's dude. I'm just, I'm a big, you know, I'm a big music nerd. I fuck with you guys because you guys are into lizard people and doing music. So I'm just kind of asking questions. Uh, <laughs> all day, man. Like, uh, do you? So you guys into like, uh, what do you guys think of the whole OnlyFans and like, you know? Cause I, I this girl right here, this is a little thirty nine second clip I have. She's comparing porn industry and waitressing. 
way rather do that than like what what it was like to be a waitress was like so fucking traumatizing like my boss was so fucking creepy he was like a actual sexual predator like nobody in porn's a registered sex offender nobody and like but like dudes that works at restaurants so you basically are. felt safer working in porn than yes you did in a so much safer working in porn than in a restaurant because in porn it was like this is what we're gonna do today there wasn't like then the this random guy comes up to you and tries to touch you none of that ever happened to me like there was no like oh then now this guy is trying to have sex with you like none of that shit ever happened is she serious <laughs> no like, is she is like, she trolling because i don't know anymore dude like it's random <laughs> No, she's telling that this is this is a news a news outlet. She was yeah, bro, uh, 100% and that, that's why I've just checked that. out, bro. I I literally <laughs> I check I check my notifications. Like I I I I go about my day. I do my thing. I live my life. I take my thoughts. I put them on the internet. I rarely check even my own inbox anymore. Like I'll check my notifications and comments and stuff like that. But like I don't consume shit anymore because of people like this bitch. Because like I see it like <laughs> the way the way that just made me feel, dude, was terrible. I don't like feeling like this, dude. But cheeks tight. That's like I, I would have rather talked about like making beats or something than fucking hear that because I feel t- I feel terrible after hearing that. Because he's just kind of froze, and then he's like, "Is she? Is she serious?" <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Whoa, whoa." Like, I don't know if she's trolling. It upsets if that's a troll, me, that's an epic troll, <laughs> but no, not... she's uh <laughs> I just thought it was funny how she's like, no guy ever t-. I'm like, uh I'm pretty sure in porn there's a lot of touching going on and uh a lot of random dudes, like <laughs> a lot of random shit. And then no, no no you know nobody in her circle is gonna put her in her place. Nobody's gonna say anything. As soon as they start talking like this, I just know they got rocks in their brain and it, like what? What are you talking about? Doing porn is. Uh, I'm sure when she worked in a restaurant, it's probably a restaurant where she was walking around like in her underwear, like one of those like a Twin Peaks type restaurant. If I had to bet, I'm not a betting man, but if I had to bet, she worked in some over hyper sexualized restaurant. And why else would you be the manager of a restaurant if you're not working around a bunch of bitches? Like, what's the point? You know what I mean? And I I'm pretty damn sure that a lot of people on that porn set are registered sex offenders. I'm not saying all of them. I just believe there's a portion of the cameraman, the sound boom guy. Like, you're not a sound. You're not a <laughs> a camera guy or a sound boom guy for a porn set. Like, and you're just like, yep, this is my nine to five. Hey, I'm gonna go to my wife and kids. At- Usually, you're a weirdo. I'm just gonna say it, man. Everybody knows it, man. <laughs> Yeah, I've been trying to wean off that shit 100%. Dude, like, I heard a quote the other day. I can't remember who said it, but they're saying that, like, porn ruined men and social media ruined women. And that just made so much sense to me. Mm, that's a really good way of looking at it. Cause, I mean, the way that porn, uh, just breaks down your brain, like, in general, it man. fucking rots your brain. And I, I've been, dude, I've, I've had a, I, it's embarrassing to say, but I've definitely had somewhat of a pornography addiction. It's not like I couldn't leave the house without beating my dick or anything like that. But it's, <laughs> but it's just like you, you consume that shit and then it starts kind of blending into reality. You know what I mean? And then it's, it's the same way how, you know, the social media will hype a girl's brain up, how she's getting all this attention. She's, it's all, none of it's real, all this attention she's getting. It's the same way if you're a guy and you're watching porn, it's like, women don't want to be treated like that. Like, that's not good for you to be conditioned to that be a normal thing. Like, 
you know, plumbers showing up and then bricking well, on their face and shit like that. What are we talking about, man? It's not even like, it's just like, you're like, oh, we're already in, we're already into this, huh? Like I just started, like, you're like, okay, so there's nobody. <laughs> well, but you said it best though. You said it best, Rodney, conditioning, right? Because we were taught that this was good for us, right? Oh, as guys, like, hey, you look at this, man, it's going to show you how to please her, right? That was like the the early game with it. And this is what you do. And then before you know it, you get down, lost down a rabbit hole. And, and a lot of guys have, though. This is not a, this is not a unusual thing. You know what I mean? Like, this is pretty prominent to the fact that there are guys now that come out that, teach classes about how to get off of it like you know what i mean like it's it's get to that point now i I was listening to a podcast it was called the butterfly effect it's really good i mean i listened to it years ago but it's very 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 good i'm sure it's still out there but this guy he went and uh he he interviewed the dude who started pornhub and then uh basically then he started talking to the actual porn stars that were affected by how the industry changed going from video to all this internet shit and then he went all the way down the line then he started talking about you know the, the people consuming it about how it's fucked up their marriages and then they start talking about like he starts talking to the even the male porn stars about they'll be on set with the woman in front of them and they got to go watch porn to get hard to go have sex with this chick in a porno like that's how bad they were fucked up from the porn itself so very interesting study dude very very interesting and it's well it desensitizes you as well as i think it's uh i don't know if it's designed but what it does do like if it's intentional or not I think it separates that connection, like, right, the actual, like, the romance of it, of the, the like, the spark of actually meeting somebody and having, it's just like, ah, oh, let's just have, sex. like, that's how hookup culture really blended from. That's why with now the apps and all that, you're just like, oh, man, fuck that. And, like, nobody really connects, connects. Yeah, and it grosses me, it's it like, honestly grosses me out. Like, if I, I mean, I, that's how I feel myself getting old. Like, when I see, you know, barstool clips and when they have these, you know, porn stars are just, like, normal celebrities now and then. You know, then normal girls, it, like if it grows way too overly promiscuous, it just kind of, I just not, I'm just not into that degeneracy. It's just kind of, it grosses me out. Um, I think because it's been so in your face, even more so it, since really social media, because that's, I mean, you get on just any social media app and it's just rampant, like to the point where, like, man, I was just scrolling. I was looking for, I don't know, some zoo pics. And then, you know, and it just pops up in your feed. It's nothing you're even following. It just. But it's beneficial it for people you. like me because it has made like um a lot more dudes like lame, I guess I would say, like the easiest word. Like, so like when I go on a date, they're like, wow, like. I didn't know that dudes had personalities. I'm like, oh, really? Is this like a new thing? Like, there's just a lot of dull people. So it's like good for me personally. Again, other people's misery sometimes benefits me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, and that goes back to the very first thing we talked about. So, I mean, that's why I kind of got out of the political game and the whole outrage thing because you can be mad at what everybody else is doing or you can control the controllable. And then like you said, you, if, if, if you become the best version of yourself, it's like, I, you know, we're, we're, we're talking shit about well, we weren't really talking shit. We're talking about, you know, girls with the face full of makeup or whatever. All a guy has to do is wear a collared shirt, go get a haircut. And you're so far ahead of the pack because the average guy doesn't really take care of himself. So when that comes to like your, your attitude, just your maturity level and how you 
act and treat and if you're like respectful and just treat women as a person you're so far ahead of the fucking porn watching t-shirt wearing just average douchebag um so it's instead of getting mad at society you just control yourself and then you can benefit from it because the bar set so low right now it's like if you if you go to if if you i mean like the workforce right now if you go to work and you just keep your fucking mouth shut you do your job you try a little bit harder you're already so far ahead of the pack because our generation is just so so far up. ahead and so it's like it's, it's amazing Instead of getting mad at everybody else for being terrible, you can just try to be the best version of yourself and benefit from the bar being so low right now in like every realm of life. That's how you look at it, because because when I when I would go to work, I would tell people they would be like, I don't know why you're working so hard. They ain't gonna pay you. They ain't gonna pay. And I'll be like, you know what? They might not pay me, but someone's gonna pay me. Someone's gonna pay me what I want to get paid because I'm gonna keep that work ethic. And I'm gonna I don't wanna lose and be a lazy attitude because then when I do get that good opportunity, I'm gonna be in a rut. I'm not gonna be able to execute. So I'm working as I'm going into like I'm already there. You're never gonna get there because you're in a spot where you're like, oh, they're not paying me enough. Well, they're never gonna pay you because you have this idea that you're already owed it and you're not gonna get it, bro. You have to work to whatever you want. I don't care what anybody says. And if you're not willing to put in that work, then it's like like, well, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, well, it's that, you know, when they talk about if, if you have a flat tire, like if you're driving, you see somebody with a flat tire, if that person is trying to fix their own tire, you're going to pull over and you're going to help them. But if somebody has a flat tire and they're just standing there entitled, expecting, okay, somebody will pull over and fix my tire for me. And that's just kind of like the overall. And that's my problem with like leftists and liberals and shit like that. They feel entitled. The world is so comfortable. Everything is already in place for them. To where they just feel entitled and they want to bitch. Like, like of course, these companies are going to rip you off. That's They wouldn't make any money if they didn't rip you off. Like, of course, your salary is going to be... And it's like everybody has so many opinions about... Like, like if you go work at a big company, right? Everybody will be... And they have all these opinions. It's like, well, if your opinion was that great, you would have your own company. There's a reason you work for somebody else because you don't have the knowledge that it takes to start a company yourself. Otherwise, you would go and do it. Or the ambition. You You might have the knowledge even. I've seen people that are smart, but they don't have the ambition. I'm like, you're not taking the risk. You're not taking the risk. So don't. (laughs) There's so many people like that that are talented at a lot of stuff. And I've watched them left and right fall by the wayside, you know, as I got later into my adult life because. They're so consumed with, I'm so good at this, but yet they don't put the work behind it and they just end up being bitter and and being angry. And you talk about that in your book too, uh, Rodney, where, you know, if you work hard at your job or whatever, there's going to be a section of people that are going to resent you because they don't have that inside of them and they're going to find ways to make it seem like that what you're doing is no pun intended petty so that's yeah what it is well that's i can't remember where i picked this up from but uh, so this isn't my thought i got it from somewhere and i can't give credit because i just don't remember uh but it's that people like to see you doing well but nobody ever wants to see you doing better than them and so and when i heard that that's something that i really take to heart and that when i do see somebody doing better than myself i try not to have any sort of emotion about it and try to be happy for them because i then i like to imagine okay well if i try to do my best then i'll do better on my own little path you know and uh yeah i just 
don't think that that is a very common thought and that is something that we should promote more is to be more supportive of other people if that makes sense and to just kind of do your best and then if people see you doing your best they'll have an easier time trying to support you you know what i mean it's just kind of like this never-ending cycle dude just trying to do i think like the main i think we're, we've been on this thing throughout this whole podcast where i think the the theme is pretty much uh just just try to do your best you know what try i mean to do your, <laughs> try to do better each and every day you know what i mean like every day if you do a little bit better like okay today wasn't that great you did you messed up whatever goals you had all right well you have another day to do it and you can keep adjusting i think people fail and they think like oh that's it it's over i didn't make it like i had a deadline okay we'll make a new deadline and and try to meet it like try to re rework it and and just couldn't no, and, sorry, I mean interrupt you. Uh, just controlling the controllable. Like I remember when I was playing playing football in high school, my my coach would always say, "You know, I, I'm not a big like trust the system guy now. I like to do my own thing. Like I want to be a leader. I want to build my own shit. I want to have my own companies and all that. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like do your job. Control the things that you can control. Because I remember in football. Our coach would be like, do your job, play your position. If we all play our own position to the best of our abilities, we will win as a team. And I feel like that's what we got to do as humanity. Instead of saying, oh, this person's wrong. Fuck that person. I don't like what they're doing. They're doing something that goes against my agenda. No, like be the best version you can be of yourself and then try to encourage other people to do that as well. And even if we have different opinions, we can be better as people, like as a people. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I did want to read something from your book as we start tailing out here. Uh, it's a good section and it ties in everything we said today. Uh, I kind of held it back seeing where we're going to go with it. But if you don't mind, I'm going to read this on the way out for people. Um, I see people just people as people. I would imagine getting your ass kissed would get old and raise red flags, but also people that put in the work and achieve results tend to recognize others putting in the work destined for their own blessings. And those who don't ever try, who just go through life being envious instead of inspired, they let their insecurities show by despising those who do the work. There's an unspoken bond between creatives and those actually applying themselves, similar to swole guys developing mutual respect for each other swole guys knowing the other person has put the work in and done the reps the lesson from this is as follows do not rely on somebody else to put you on keep creating and doing the reps eventually people will notice don't kiss ass don't try to cut corners it is obvious those who have done the work themselves cannot be fooled and I thought that was just absolutely fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I pre dude, I, I really appreciate you. You know, thank thank you for for reading that and reading the book and everything. But that's, I mean, that's like us right now on this pod. Like, I can, you know, we'd never met before, we never talked before. But there's a certain energy where I can tell. Okay, you, you guys, if if this was your guys's first podcast episode, or if this was like if I'd never done any, it, you know what I mean? There, like, we've been putting in work. I see it in you guys. You guys see it in me. There's like a mutual respect, and so we come together and we chop it up and we break bread. We do what we got to do, and that's what people got to do at every level all along the way. Because I'll get messages from people, and this isn't me trying to be like pompous or something like that, but it's like somebody just be like, "Hey, how do I start a podcast?" Like, bro, what? 
what the fuck are you talking about? Like, figure it out. Like, go do it. And then I will I will help you as much as you can help yourself. You know what I mean? Like, right. help yourself. Like, if, if I see anybody doing anything to the best of their abilities, I will try to help them out as much as I can. Because that's the same thing I've experienced from others. So, if, if I come to somebody who's you know i've been doing their thing and I, like i don't really ask for favors because it's like you guys hitting me up it's like you guys would have never hit me up if you didn't see okay this guy's out here grinding and i would have never came on this podcast if i was like okay these guys are out here grinding like i am and right. so that's something that people really need to understand especially people that want to get into this space it's like you know play your part for a while do your thing put in the reps like people will come around people start invite you on their shit and it, it, it'll just work out yeah, organically. you can't force anything and and to go back what you were talking about a little bit of the envy and stuff like I've also noticed that there's people like for me personally, I've experienced this a lot. Like I can go pretty much anywhere and talk to everybody. Like I'm just like one of those people. Like that's what I do. Like I can meet people wherever the fuck I'm at. And I noticed he's not lying. <laughs> he's literally talking to people at the at the freaking store when I'm on the phone with them. He's having like these like long conversations. I'm like, I'm getting off the phone now. Because You're like I just back. I generally have a love for people. I I'm, I agree with you. I think in general, most people are in, in their heart of hearts, they're good, right? Like they don't want it, they don't want to do anything bad. They don't have any bad intentions. Do they make bad decisions? Yeah, all of us do. So I'll talk to anybody, but I've noticed, especially in the working environment, not there's always one or two people that hate that like they hate that i come in and then i'm like and they're like everybody's talking everybody knows him every morning he's cheerful he's positive every day and he's happy and they don't even know like how much work i've had to put through to you know to get to that level it's not like i wake up every day they're not seeing they're seeing the sean oh he's at work and he's positive yeah well you didn't see the morning that i barely got out of fucking bed and i was like fuck this job fucking bullshit hate this shit i fucking man i never worked again i'm a I'm gonna get spider bite. I'm gonna sue this company. You know what I mean? Then I'm like, all right, let's uh, let's get some coffee in me, like, you know what I mean? And then you you rework your thoughts though. And I'm like, but they're not. That's what I think people don't realize when you say the work. Well, I'm happy, yeah, but I had to work on that. Like I didn't just come and be positive every day. I wanted to work on that because I wanted to live a better life, and I wanted that to be my energy to go out to other people. So I think that when we talk about work and envy, there's a lot of other things that people envy, not just money or status, but I think a lot of it is like being able to be have people skills and making people smile and stuff like that. Hundred percent, dude. That it, it, it's at every, it's in every realm of life. So it's like. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm very, I'm very selective with people that I fuck with nowadays, just because I have done so much work on myself. And you know, you're talking about if you're if you're a outgoing social type of guy, why would you why would you take the time out of your day to fuck with somebody that can't hold a conversation? You know what I mean? So it's like, so what that guy needs to do is go and have more conversations before he can expect. Okay, Sean's gonna come around and be my buddy now because. It makes no sense. You know, you got you, you got to work your way up and into things and get as proficient as you can at whatever realm it is to sit at that table. And accept that, that, that it might, and accept and that it might not happen. The same thing happens with relationships, like, or talking to women. Like, I know dudes that are like, hey, what's up, girl? And then they're like, I'm not interested. And they're like, man, fuck that bitch. Fuck stupid ass, ugly ass bitch. I'm like, man, you were just like all about her. Like, it's okay that she doesn't, like, you're not her type or she doesn't feel like talking. Like, if that happens to me, I'm just like, oh, cool. I don't give, like, I don't, I don't have, I think it's because we come into life with expectations. Like, I have buddies that are like, we're going to the bar. We're going to hook up. We're going to, well, 
why are you thinking that way? Like, why aren't you just enjoying the moment? If it happens and you meet someone organically, great. But I'm going to enjoy my time no matter what. And that's the difference. It's because I've worked on myself to be like, hey, I'm just going to enjoy every moment that I have and be be thankful that I'm able to have a good time. Be thankful that I'm allowed, that I'm able to go out to the bar and talk to people and have a good time. I never meet them again, but at least for that moment, hey, we had a great time. Yeah, and that's going to that's going to piss people off because whenever when so this is this is another not one of my thoughts but something i just i'm very into like philosophy and like the stoics and shit like that so i don't remember where i get shit i'm bad at citing things but i'll be the first to tell you when this is i'm not trying to take credit for any sort of ideology or anything like that but um god i just lost my train of thought trying to not sound like a cunt um but oh oh when whenever whenever you feel like and this is a trigger when i feel myself disliking somebody unless they're just an asshole or something like that i try to wonder okay why do i dislike them like if i'm calling somebody a douchebag because they are out or people so when you when you get a negative reaction from somebody because like oh sean's outgoing this and that it's they don't like that about you if you're like this happy-go-lucky guy because they secretly wish they were that themselves so the things that you to sum it up the things that you dislike about peep other people are typically things that you're lacking about yourself it's like an inward reflection of things you aren't completely content with like if i see a guy in a lamborghini i'm like ah fuck that guy nobody hates a loser when's the last time you hated on somebody who's doing worse than you have you ever looked at somebody doing worse than you be like ah fuck that guy and so that's kind of a trigger where you gotta ask yourself like okay why do i dislike this guy what what is it about them that bothers me and that's very much on par with, you know, what you were saying, Sean, even about uh, getting women. You know, you see a guy, it, it's a natural reaction that guys, you see guys do it all the time. They see a guy walk in, girls kind of flock to him. Fuck that guy, man. You know, they'll, they'll start talking bad about him. They don't even know him. One, a guy might be gay. Like they don't even they don't even know why they're flocking to him. One, two, uh, they're just making an assumption that he's a douche. And what's the first thing that a lot of guys say too is like, "Oh, you must have a lot of money." You know what I mean? That's that's literally one of the first things they say because secretly, like you said, Rodney, they're unhappy with themselves. They're unhappy with where they're at, and they feel like that should be them. But goes back to putting in the work, putting in the grind. You know, seeing what you where you want to get in life and then putting in the work and, and connecting with people along the way that are putting the same kind of work. Uh, you know, Ronnie, one thing about myself, and that's why Sean and I connected so well, was because we had the same mentality. Um, and, and you seem to have a very similar mentality to us in the sense of I'm not mad if somebody else is doing better or, or or mad if somebody else is is working hard and they're achieving things because that's good that that means that they're they have set the blueprint there it, it makes me feel validated in putting in the work because if i see somebody else putting in the work and they're getting somewhere i'm like oh well, it's just a it's matter possible. of time for me yeah it shows right. you it's, it's possible. possible yeah right yeah. How how long uh, uh I'm I'm in no hurries. I'm just kinda curious. How long do you guys usually like, do like, an episode? Dude, I wanna get into some lizard oh, people yeah. shit, man. What have you guys oh, been man. up to with that's all the, that you came to the right place. Joel loves that. <laughs> yeah, lizard people like like Nancy Pelosi lizard people, um like the non binary lizard people. Like there's a there's a lot of them. I don't, I, I'm trying to learn from you guys, dude, because I here's here's the thing. I want to be a lizard person. I'm trying to join the Illuminati. That's like my long term goal. So my short term goals. 
I got like five year goals where I want a million followers and shit like that just to say I did it. But then like my long term goal is I want to be in with the elite. I want to be a fucking lizard person. So uh, where do I, I start, start with dude? The, the bio meat. You start eating bio meat. They're really big on the bio meat, the the fake meat that they're really good. Bi- <laughs> but do they eat it or do they make other people eat it so they can hog all the beef? Well, yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. You have to make other people eat it. I think that you eat bugs. They're starting 15 minute cities now where they're packing everybody into these 15 minute cities. So that's already starting over in, in, in the UK now to where they want to block you into. There we go, Joel. Go off. <laughs> so, so they, they, they're blocking you into these 15 minute cities where your license plate tag, they will tag it on the way out. So this is all back to like social credit system. So you actually will get more credit the less you drive your vehicle because they're going to make everything attainable to you within this 15 minute city. This actually already passed several bills over in the UK and certain uh, cities over there. They're moving towards this. So you can ride your bike. You can walk. Everything's within 15 minutes. They want to block you in. You know why they want to block you in. So lizard people can suck your loose because you're all packed into one place. If you can't get out of there, they're sucking it up, man. It's easy. It's it's easy access. How do they suck it? Lay lines. What lines? Lay lines. What lay what lines? So these lay? are. So these are. How like, do you spell uh, that? What? L e y. Lay lines. Lay lay lines. L. I think it's L e y. What What the fuck is that? One a. He's me right now. You spell lay lines. So like lay lines are almost like a magnetic sphere over the earth, but it's 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 for for lack of a better word, magical lines or or basically uh, well, what wizards and and, and sorcerers, lizard, lizard witches, or whatever. <laughs> yes, this is what I want to talk lizard about. Lizard people go uh, go to these ley lines, and they can uh, they get more power. More powers charged from these ley lines. So how, there's a lot of like where where do they systems and stuff like that too. How do, how do they funnel the energy into themselves? So if they pull it out magnetic, do they like reverse? You know, how, how do they, how do they, how do they get the energy? I've just never seen a reptilian do it. So the, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're like pores open up and they or, suck or it or in. Maybe that's what know. they're doing at CERN's man. <laughs> CERN, you know what I mean? They're, they're slamming, yeah. they're slamming all this energy into lizard people's buttholes. That's what I think. That's what, like, so do you think, do you think <laughs> guys, do you think we can hijack the lines and then take the energy for ourselves? Like we let them build the infrastructure and then we yeah, just kind of sneak in absolutely. and then steal the energy. I don't think they built the infrastructure though. I think the ley, li- ley lines have always been there though. As far as like, on, on like the, are they natural? Mode, but like, like natural. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a natural thing. So, Oh man, it's a natural dude. thing. They just know how to harness the energy. There's some lizard person just strung out on fucking loose. He's just like, 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 they're like, that's it, Tommy. No more loose for you, Tommy. (laughs) And then so, so hold up. So they get, they get the energy. Then it's just kind of like, it's like a limitless pill, but you know, for the lizards, is that how that works? Yeah. You ever watch that old movie? uh, They, they live with uh, Roddy, Roddy Piper. No, let me write that down. Classic man. Yes. Yeah, that is that is the that is the like conspiracy theorist uh greatest movie. One of the greatest hits. 
Yeah, it depends on what angle you come at it. Like, like uh, some people believe that they came from like another planet and they came here and they kind of like, you know, they need to steal our luge to like, you know, help their planet out. You know, they're it's like an immigrant. You know, they come work here, they send the money back home, so they send the luge back home to their kids and stuff that need a little bit more luge to live because they have a pandemic over there as well <laughs> that is really going rampant, and the only way they can cure it is by putting on masks. And s- and getting shots of this luge and a booster luge Dude, and I got, another I got booster a, luge. So I'm 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 working on another book right now, and it's basically yeah. I'm I'm writing it autobio as an autobiography, but it's complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like when I'm just just telling stories that never happened. Like the premise of the book is like my experience of joining the underworld and like joining the Illuminati and coming in contact with the lizard people. <laughs> so I've been trying to like talk to people about, you know, just like the weirdest shit that's happened to them and whatnot. And I feel like you guys would be great consultants. For, I've never heard the word louche before. I've never heard about ley lines. So I'm definitely have to incorporate oh, some sure, of this man. shit. Oh, for sure, man. There's got to be Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and if I blow sure, up, man. you'll get royalties. Like, I'll take <laughs> If it pops off, don't, well, maybe you don't worry. I'm not going to fuck you. I mean, I'm you. sure furries are like, maybe that's a stage before lizard person. You know, you got to like wear the outfit. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I figure. I feel like lizard people are like Republican furries. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that makes sense. <laughs> That's how I see it. Wow, that oddly makes sense. <laughs> Not a conclusion I would have came to, but oh, I wanted to ask you too, because uh, Joel, you had the video where you're talking about like Black Pope and Gray Pope and whatnot. Yeah. Can you, can you tell me some more about that, dude? Because I watched the video and I tried to Google it, but then of course Google, you know how Google is. Oh yeah, Google's tough. Uh, you know, I actually... God. Is this a beat to dead subject for you? Because I don't want to bore you, but this is fucking interesting to me. No, I don't not know how much really. time you I got. mean, it's so the best way to go really dig into because the Grey Pope is really the hardest one for people to find, and really all you need to go is look up the Orsini family um, and, and and understand you know what they've done as a family. I mean, they've had so many cardinals and so many. Uh, if I think three popes came, came out of the Orsinis as well. Um, but Pepe Orsini is the one they call the gray pope. He's, he, he runs the white and, and the black pope. So the, the Jesuits have kind He's of their the own gayest. pope. Again, these aren't, <laughs> yeah. So essentially these popes really people only know about the, the white pope. That's all, all you really see. They call him the pope. The other ones are just called black pope, gray pope as kind of a moniker by people that know but it's not what they're well the black know, pope titled. kind of is because like the jesuits it's like so the white pope is pretty much in charge of the catholics uh the black pope is in charge of the jesuits like kind of like their president what's the it's jesuits another, like it's not christianity per se but they're a following of jesus but in like a strict militant type of style kind of communist in nature a lot of like socialist communist in nature style and actually uh the white pope right now is actually a active jesuit so it's that's a weird thing that they've never had both over god damn dude it's dude i really want to come fucking uh ghost hunting <laughs> or whatever the fuck you guys are doing with you guys i fuck with that heavy hey dude. man i i in Ohio, uh, there are so many uh, haunted places yeah, up here. It's crazy. But so, so you guys, because you guys got the the media company Merkel, is that right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, 
Merkel Media. So Tony Merkel, he runs a, a podcast called The Confessionals. He's been running Five, that for years. Oh, yeah. about six, seven years now. Yeah, yeah. But he he's run Merkel Media. He uh, uh, took us under Merkel Media. He's got several podcasts that he uh, runs out of Merkel Media. And he just recently, in the past few months, I was already doing everything else with Merkel Media. I, I do a lot of music for Merkel Media. I do... Uh, I hunt cryptids, so we go out and do all that because I do yeah, the, that's, uh, films I, as well. That's what I want to come do that, dude. Can I come do that? Yeah, let's talk about it for yeah, sure. Which, hey, what you need? C- come to come to me with some stuff going on there in San Antonio. I know there's stuff going on around there. I know there's some haunted stuff around there, dude. I have no idea. I'm, I'm dude, dude. I'm trying to delve into this world, guys. Like I ask them, big booty latinas, man. I bet they know. I saw it just sound kukui kukui. They'll know what you're talking about, like. <laughs> yeah there's uh yeah i don't know but yeah that'd be sick dude. booty haunted houses yeah are, no for sure man we'll, we'll definitely Latina talk booty haunted houses are also very um fun to go to <laughs> <laughs> to say the least if uh, uh i gotta say there's a lot of stuff though like so i like joel that's our dynamic a little bit over here is joel's a little bit more he's he's gonna go and the, he's gonna get you with the fucking crazy shit. Like I, I have a like more me. I'm more like CIA is fucking corrupt, and I'll show you. Like you know what I mean. Like so that's our dynamic. But I, then we blend a little <laughs> bit because like all this stuff with the CIA, man. You could just go look all that. I, do you know about Operation Northwood? Do you know about like like I told you about uh, Operation Obviously Mockingbird, Operation Paperclip? You know that's what these are the famous ones. Like nah, like like I said, bro. I haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet. Like my whole. My like, like I said, I, I'm into like the the Stoics and shit like that. You know, I mean, I'm into like philosophy and like human nature. That's kind of like my I don't want to say expertise because I'm a moron, but that that's my realm. You know, what I mean, it sounds like Joel, you're you're into like the supernatural. Sean, you're into like the government conspiracy type shit. I'm into like the the ancient Stoics and just kind of like what molded humanity in the way we think right now. Like that's 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 kind of like where my um my 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 knowledge set is at if that kind of makes sense so but i'm yeah it, it's interesting as fuck dude because i never got into like uh you know like the star wars or like sci-fi or anything like that because reality itself is just so fucking weird and i find it so fascinating just like what makes people tick and what why things are the way they are you know what i mean then you think about like the little things in history that could have made the present different. Like if, you know, Hitler's dad would have jerked off one more time before fucking his mom, world war two wouldn't have happened. And then like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, and then just the mentality that comes along with everything that shapes humanity. So that's, that's like my, my version of my lizard people. Yeah. Dive, that's kind of like my wheelhouse. Um, Cause like, if you think about it, I always talk about too, even world war two, like you bring, bring up Hitler, but you could bring up like, Hey, if the Rockefellers didn't give this oil, to the Nazis, like they wouldn't be able to fly their planes if uh, Ford didn't give vehicles. You know what I mean? Like if there wasn't these rich people, like not just rich or elitists per se. Like I guess that would be the easiest word to say. These elitists that were all about like just getting power and money and influence, they'll do anything. Like that's why I kind of like like uh, Game of Thrones. Like I think the idea of it, because if you see it, it's kind of like the same thing that we're going through constantly. There's like this bank that's like, yeah, I'll fund both sides of the war fuck it someone's gonna pay me you know what i mean i'm gonna get my money regardless and and you see that throughout history through every war there's somebody that's like they're they're paying for both sides they're like oh you need missiles too you think boeing i mean not boeing like raytheon's like oh no i can only sell 
to outstanding dudes you know what i mean no they're like whoever's do you have the money like you know what i mean like do you have the money for these ballistic missiles they're yours hey Zelensky, what do you need dog like you got a blank check right now come to us we don't give a fuck what you're blowing up dude do you get do you guys know anything about nuclear submarines um, somewhat like i mean like what do you mean as far as knowledge of it this has been my rabbit hole recently where I found out about nuclear submarines where they're just lurking around at all times and their whole mission, right? So these guys, they're just a different breed. They'll go out in these submarines for like 90 days at a time or something like that. They have two different shifts. So they go out for 90 days. They're just under the ocean the whole time, undetected by radar. And their whole mission is in case a nuke goes off, like if Russia shoots a nuke at us, they're supposed to just obliterate Russia. They're just supposed to guarantee complete uh, complete destruction. That's their whole mission. And so India has has submarines, nuclear submarines. The United States, obviously. Russia, France, uh, Britain. There's like five or six countries where they have these submarines where they're just... If anybody launches a nuke... These submarines, their last orders are to just retaliate, and that shit keeps me up. Well, you don't have to worry because there's that. some people in this conspiratorial movement that believe that nukes are uh, faking gay. So don't worry, they're faking gay. Fake. So you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> they're fake. Uh, don't worry about that, guys. <laughs> Listen, <right? laughs> we've been we've been getting hit up a lot about that. I did a I did a video a couple weeks ago about uh, I can't even remember what it was now. It was something about nuclear bombs. I got ripped apart. They were like, you think that nuclear bombs are real? I'm like, oh my God, where are we going now? Like, where are we going? Like, I'm willing to go some weird stuff, but I'm like, man, like, you have to be in a place where, yeah, I just, I just don't know how you can do that. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like the the, the flat earth crowd. You know, I love me a good conspiracy, but how are you going to say that nukes aren't real? And how are you going to say the earth is flat? I don't know, dude. It It gets into some weird, I'm, like you said, Joel, I'm down to go into some weird places, but when we're just being dumb... Flat Earthers, don't get mad, Flat Earthers. We just did a good episode for you guys, so I know. So we're a lot... We did. We actually had a guy on the last episode that... Broke down flat Earth, but he did it in a whole way that was just completely different than anybody else has ever done. Was it flat Earth, oh, Dave? No, 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 no. He would not like me because because I give a lot of pushback. I like like my whole thing on any view, whether it be conspiracy, politics, or anything. I don't like when people are too invested in anything, like or where they're like, "I know the answers," and you're like, "Oh, you got it, huh? You, Mister, I'm on Twitter with three followers and." doesn't have any degrees, doesn't have any any knowledge, like not even degrees, but any life experience, but you're like, I figured out the earth shape, and I know it. Do you guys actually know who Flat Earth Dave <laughs> well, is? Do you guys know him. who yeah, that yeah, is? Yeah, Are you familiar him. with him? Yes. Okay, because oh, I don't yeah. actually know who he is, because I, I did another podcast recently. It's called We the People. Do you guys know those guys? Yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've been on their uh, podcast before. We have a lot of big has. difference, like, because they're like more Q people, and and I have my own theories on Q that, eh, you know, and everybody's like, uh, <laughs> doesn't necessarily like because it's a disagreement. I think it's a bunch of bullshit, but <laughs> yeah, I, I fuck with I mean, they were they were cool. They treated me, I got nothing but good shit to say. 
No, they're cool people. I'm just saying about it. Because I was just dying laughing because, uh, you know, I went on their podcast and they started tagging me on shit and I just got so incredibly shadow banned. And then I was was just busting their balls while I was on their podcast. I was like, dude, who did you guys piss off? And then they told me they they had a guy named Flat Earth Dave on their show. And ever since then, like they got booted off YouTube. They got booted off Instagram. (laughs) Basically, Flat Flat Earth Dave just like ruined their whole platform. But funny that he never gets booted off like you know what i'm saying like, i mean he's got booted off i think a couple times but i don't know like the thing that i don't like about flatter dave is like to me personally it's just like he has the same regurgitated like everybody just it's like the andrew tates for me like andrew tates flatter dave elon musk kanye west trump they're these like idols that people are like they write on every single word they say like you're like yeah that's a good point like but you can make a counterpoint but instead of making a counterpoint and critically thinking they're just like yep he's figured it out so that means i figured it out too you're like all right like i I agree (laughs) i agree with you that putting all your you know just jumping on board with somebody like that is kind of fucking weird but i think the reason those people have gotten so established in like the the roles that they have at this point is because they are the counterculture now you know what I mean? When you look back, it's because there's always been, and it's weird how the world shifted because there's always been people that have fought things like the internet, rock and roll, or whatever it is. There's always been like these ultra conservative people that don't want to think outside the box. And it's always kind of been this like, for lack of a better word, this like liberal thing to rebel. But now we've gone so far into the SJW woke shit that the only way to rebel is like the people like the Kanye's and the Elon Musk that are just coming out and publicly saying, this is fucking lunacy. And so that's kind of the counterculture. I don't believe they're genuine about it. That's that's my problem with it. Is it's it's not necessarily the message. Like Andrew Tate, for sure. There's some uh, uh, segments of what he says where I'm like, oh, okay, kind of. But then he also talks about, hey, yeah, we should just rent. Yeah, like that kind of reminds me of the World Economic Forum. Yeah, we should own nothing and be happy. Like there's these little subtle things that I see people like Elon. Like Elon sounds like, oh, I'm all about free speech. I'm all about free speech. And then he's he's censoring people, right? Just like anybody else. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's your company, right? You can figure out how you want to, but don't act like you're something that you're not. And and as well as Elon has nefarious reasons as well. He's got government subsidies that have like, you know, funded a lot of his projects. Uh, he's got the Neuralink that he wants to shove a piece of, <laughs> like a, f- a cell phone in your brain that you'll be able to see. So it's like, these kind of things is where I can't like trust these people. And then I get a little conspiratorial with uh, the whole Andrew Tate thing too. It was kind of weird to me and his little Masonic, Masonic symbols that he throws around. And, and the way that he seems to not be genuine that's my problem with and obviously i don't know the dude right i'm speculating because i don't know him maybe i have a conversation with him in person i might think something totally different but how he comes off is not genuine to me like some things he says i feel are genuine and a lot of other are are just really uh uh to set that character because what happens is in this podcast room which i get it people want to build an audience so people feed into their audience that's why I like I kind of wanted to always stay in the middle because that's kind of my personality. I always wanted to bring my personality so I don't have to change, right? If you like it, cool. Tune in. I'm going to say what I got to say. If you don't, tune out. I'm not going to cater to you because I think that happens too much in entertainment where they cater to their audience. They're like, well, I make nothing but songs about big booty bitches, so that's all I'm going to make songs about. You can't veer from that now because you put yourself in a box that like my fan base only likes this, so I have to do it. And, and I think that's a problem that a lot of us do. Sean, too. I think, too, to just piggyback on what you just said, something that Sean and I always have a big issue with because if you question somebody that people like 
you automatically get vilified instead of somebody critically thinking. It's that idolization that we have an issue with. Um, you should never get mad about somebody talking about somebody you don't know. Who cares? Like, if somebody's talking about some guy that, you know, I, you know, for all intents and purposes, like, and I'm like, I like pretty much a lot of stuff this guy says, but somebody comes out talking bad about him. It doesn't bother me. I'm like, right, well, maybe, maybe they are. Maybe there's a point there. Maybe there is something going on there or, you know, whatever. I just block them out. It's not a big deal. It's just, I think that as human beings, as critical thinkers, we always have to look at everything. You know, even people that may look like a really good thing, there could be nefarious purposes and why they do that because that's why you have such a hard left and a hard right because you've got these figureheads on both sides that are leading the way for everyone to follow. And I think that's what makes it tough to critically think right now because you do have, uh, you know, the woke mob and then you've got the red mob. So it, it's, it's equally can equally be as bad on both sides. Yeah, I agree. 100%. That's why you got to piss them both off. You know, make fun of a make making yeah. fun of everybody again. Like, let's just make fun of everybody. That's the way to do it. I thought that was the American way. We just talk shit and then we laugh about it. But like, there's become these people. Like, there's certain things you can't. You know, like I can go. Like Joe can make a video railing on the left all day, and everybody's like, Ah, Biden, he's an idiot. And as soon as he goes and makes a video and like, and making fun of Trump or QAnon or something, they're like, Hey, man, you don't understand. Like. Every side has something. They get so mad, and it's like, dude, who cares? We don't even know these people. They don't give a shit about you. I promise you, Trump is losing zero sleep over me, you, any of us. He's like, dude, where is the Taco Bell? It's 12 o'clock. They used to run until 12 o'clock. Now Taco Bell closes at 9 o'clock. It's because of the Democrats. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, man. Where's my Mexican pizza? You know what I mean? And then we get all riled up, and then the next thing you know, we're burning down Taco Bells. And then we get the shits because we actually eat the Taco Bell. We're like, Taco Bell is horrible food. Why the fuck am I talking? And, and then it's the endless circle. You know what I mean? Circle of life. That's my whole. Uh, so that's like the tagline of my podcast that I do. It's I, you know, say, welcome. This is the Lord Pay Podcast. Only place in the world where we love everybody and make fun of everything. And that's like my whole philosophy. Well, I have two. It's, it's love everybody, make fun of everything, and putting the red pills in the applesauce. Because what what that means is I don't think... If I just go out and start yelling my opinion at people, they're just going to be like, well, fuck this guy. But if I use comedy and I use humor and like media and stuff like that to kind of sneak in... It's like you're talking about with the book. like, And, I, and I'm really... It, Joel, it meant a lot with everything you said about the book, by the way. So thank you. Because that was the whole point of the book is to kind of get a message. Like, fuck Sean. He didn't even, message. Didn't even listen to the now. book. It's on audio. He could have listened to it. I worked that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Real one alert. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> but no, I mean, that that's that's like my whole... Because I, I, I didn't want to just... Like, that's why... <sighs> I, I kind of fell out of love with the comedy world because there's not really a message behind it a lot of times because you're at the end of the day you're just supposed to be funny. I don't know. That's like a whole rabbit. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. But the thing with the book and just in general is I want to have a message, but I want it to be funny because I don't want to just yell my opinion at people. You know what I mean? I want to make content that'll make somebody's day hopefully a little bit better, make them laugh, yada, yada, but you're bound to piss some people off and it's just fucking inevitable. But, but just, you got layers to you though, Rodney. And the book is a good example of that because it's, and I told Sean this before we got on the podcast because I was like, man, 
I, I really hope this podcast goes where I, in my mind I wanted to go, which it did exactly where I wanted to go. But you have these layers where it's a, it's, there's comedy, but you're breaking down life. And I think it's kind of what you said of what you're passionate about and what you read a lot about, you know, uh, it shows up in the book and it shows up. It's a lot of introspective. Um, tearing down the walls of who people are on the inside. And you have a really good way of doing that. And comedy, like you said, it, it disarms people. You know, uh, uh, that's what, you know, Sean and I do a lot of, you know, with a lot of things we do online. It, it's comedy. It's, it's an easier way to make things palatable for people. Um, uh, when you do it that way and you do a great job of it in the book. Looks great. I can't say it's great enough, and I hope people go get it after this podcast. Go get that on Amazon. Yeah, hey, let's. I don't know if you guys know this, but I do music shit too. So you guys, should, let's let's fuck around with oh, some man, music sometime. Really... Like some. Oh, hey! Don't even, <laughs> don't even ask us that because we'll be on it. No, no like like, lizard, like music. the lizard, pe- lizard people, the music. Yeah, go. I can I can send you guys some links. <laughs> yeah, lizard people, music. No, hundred no, percent. But send, yeah, send go. it through for sure. Go check. It's on. It's on like iTunes. It's on. It's on all the platforms. If you just type in Lord Petty into like the music streaming platforms, I got a. Yeah. I got an EP on there called uh, uh, White Girl and White Claw, and then I got another one called uh, God. What the fuck's it called right now? I, I have too much. I do too much stuff. <laughs> the fuck, what the fuck's my album called, dude? I forget. Uh, wow, this is driving me crazy. I'm totally blanking right now. Uh, one second, one second. Jesus, scapegoat. God, that's what it's called. Scapegoat, scapegoat, and white girl and white claw. So go check those out. You got it. Yeah. You got it we'll to go me up. first. Like yeah. I was, I was trying and to look it up too. You, you got the uh, better Google, the better Google fingers. It's because you got those Twitter <laughs> fingers, man. You're already ready to go. You're like, man, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I pulled it. I, I had. I pulled it up in my. Yeah, you got me there. Yeah. My Apple Music. Computer, so. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel better for being slow at yeah. uh, googling. <laughs> no it's all good yeah check that out let me know if you guys want to make some music send it over because i did a so i went to audio engineering school in like 2010 like that was like i wanted to do music like music was my whole thing but you guys know how the game goes so i just kind of tra- transitioned into the comedy shit that's how i started podcasting because i had a bunch of music equipment and i had a buddy he did radio and then uh he got off the radio and i was over at his house during christmas time at his family's house because actually better friends with his older brother and so he said, yeah, I want to start a podcast, but I need three grand. And I was like, what do you need three grand for to start a podcast? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll just do it for you, you know? And so I started producing his podcast. And I've always been like a funny guy, you know, shit talker and whatnot. But I never had any sort of like comedic or any sort of like radio ambition or anything like that. Like I wanted to do music. And, uh, and so I started producing this podcast for him. And the thing, once I do something, I do something like my... I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but it's like, if, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to fucking do it. And so I started noticing myself, like I'd spend all Sunday putting this guy's podcast together. I'm not trying to trash him. It just is what it is. I'd be spending all Sunday putting his podcast together and like, I'd get excited for the production process. Like I was stoked about it. Like I had more energy about his project than he had. And so eventually I realized like, well, why don't I try to do this? And so that's how I came into this whole realm. So music is my first love, bro. So if you guys want to fuck around with some music, let me know. That's how I fell into this. Like I only fell into it. Like, just like, I was like, man, I got to talk shit, man. And I was like, I'm going to say my piece. If people want to hear it, fuck it. Like if they don't, I don't care. I'm going to say my shit. And then I was like, Oh, I guess people want to hear it. Like, so I'm going to keep talking shit. So if there's one person listening, 
and that will be me because I listen to myself the most, it will be all right. <laughs> yeah, and it all goes again. There, there's this thing. Uh, do you guys know who James Altiger is? You guys familiar with him? He's one of like the original Twitter investors. He wrote a he he wrote a really good book. It's called Skip the Line. Highly recommended. Um, but he was talking about this thing called the wheel and spoke method, and that's kind of how I model like everything that I do. To where every every spoke that you have, whether it's like your music, your podcasts, like the memes you're making, the fucking uh, videos you're posted on Instagram, your tweets and everything, they all make up this one big wheel, which is your brand, which is just constantly spinning and trying to get you somewhere. So I'm always trying to add add spokes, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. That's how we are. Yeah. We are Especially Joel, man. Joel is... We, we're Joel's like, so he's much. always... A, he's got a new... He he keeps me on my toes, like where he's like, we got another project. And I was like, all right, well, fuck. Like, it's good to have someone that's that motivated because when you're talking about the other dude's podcast and you were more invested, that's why it was good that me and Joel, that's what makes us a good dynamic too, is because we push each other, we have ideas, and it makes it more like balanced when you have somebody else that's just as passionate as building it. Like, you know what I mean? Because I had other people and they were great people, but they didn't have that same vision, right? Like, they just were like, yeah, we know whenever we could just like do a podcast sometimes. Like, and you're like, no, like we literally got to do it like every week. And they're like, ah, every week. And you're like, yeah, like if you don't do it every week, no one's going to want to fucking listen, man. Like that's part of content. You're in this reality now <laughs> that you have to keep pumping out content. You stop, you're done. You know, you got to just keep putting shit out there. And that's, and that's honestly like, I, I don't, and I do not. And I mean this in like the most non pompous way or whatever, but I, I don't fuck with people in this realm. Like I'm, I'll be friends with anybody, but I'm not going to, you know, somebody's like, Oh, I want to do a podcast. I'd be like, well, what, what, do, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing on your own? So this, this is like worth me investing. Cause if I'm going to invest in it, like, like now I want to work with you guys more in the future and shit like that. Cause I see you're doing your yeah, thing. But some so guy I, random I, on Twitter. That's respect. like, all right, man, I just got off my job. Let me come on your podcast. It's like, <laughs> what are we going to talk about dog? Like, <laughs> hey, do you have a mic? Like, oh, what, I don't what are you doing? So equipment. I just want to know if, if per se, I started a podcast someday, would you come on? You're like, I guess like that's, that's what I learned. Cause I was doing a lot of like having random people on like Instagram live. Let me just say, you get some cool ones, but you also get some very, uh, where you're like, whoa, like this one guy was just like, well, you know what it is? It's the Jews. And I'm like, all right, man, uh, I'm going to have to wrap this up real quick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, no, dude, don't, don't fuck. I mean, cause yeah, you guys, you guys are at the point where you don't well, got to do Plus, I don't shit, agree dude. with it. And then like, he just wanted to, and I'm like, yeah. dude, that's not even like, that's not what we're talking about. But there's people that get so hyper focused on certain subjects like oh man they get there's people that love me uh, uh from a while they were like oh yeah this guy's against the mandates yeah he's, he's against the jabs he's against this and then i said like yeah you know i'm not really into the police and they're like oh you son of a bitch then they got they got so mad like they got they were like unfollow this guy made a post that said like you know that that these are government thugs i'm like well i'm just saying they're the ones enforcing the laws that i don't like so like no 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 you back the blue you son of a bitch and i'm like jesus christ man can i have my own opinion man we were there but th th that's where i started noticing even more how polarized the country has become because people are mad e either side like if i make too much fun of biden i'm a piece of shit but like i'm like look at it man what i would feel sorry for him if he wasn't a piece of shit through his whole life man i could go show mad footage where you're like, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, why why not make fun of him? It's, it's not my fault he's old now. And it's hilarious. If When he talks, he says hilarious things. I'd say it, I've said it a million times on here. I thought after George W. Bush, we were never going to get a hilarious president. Like, Trump was funny, but like, George W. Bush was funny on accident. Like, he didn't try to be funny. He was just an idiot. And now we got this guy, and I was like, 
dude, I pray every day. I go, thank you, Lord, for providing Biden to us. Hey, here's what we should do. Let's drop a Joe Biden diss track. Like, let's let's put it <laughs> straight out of Scranton. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time. No, no, for no, for real. Like, if you guys want, like, I can. T- you guys are more in the music. Like, s- send me a send me a fucking track with the verse slot. Let's make a Joe Biden diss track. Are you guys down? All the way in. I got, dude. I'm telling you, I got, I got. Yeah, I'll be good. I'll send back a clean verse. Oh, I'm good like, on we'll that. Good. Hey, Joe Biden's gonna get it. Then he's gonna get body bagged, man. Like. <laughs> yeah, dude, let's let's fucking body. Let's, <laughs> let's make it so good that the Secret Service comes to our door. That's how good it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, actually, God, I gotta, I gotta think if I'm even allowed. Uh, I can't talk about. It. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you guys off the lap. But yeah, dude, let's put that no, together. I'm down, I'm down. Let's put that together. No, for sure. Yeah, we're down. We're all the way down, man. Yeah. No, I really appreciate you taking the time, like, to jump on here, man. Like, I, I like a lot. I didn't re- get to read the book, but I saw a lot of your Twitter and, like, a lot of your feed. I think you're hilarious, man. I like just, like, your difference of life. Like, I like the fact you'll go at anybody. Like, you don't care. Like, you're not like, hey, man, yeah, I get it. We're on the conservative team. But you're like, hey, you're saying something stupid. Or you're on the left. You're saying something stupid. I'm going to call you out. If you're saying I'm neutral, stupid, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm Finland. I'm Finland at this point. I, I'm <laughs> neutral. Everybody can get it, dude. <laughs> Everybody can, yeah, dude. Let's get that diss track in the making. Let's let's stay in touch, man. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, sorry, yeah, my and I really me. like the fact that you are all about the big booty Tina's because that just means you're not going to go after my girl Jen Saki. I don't have to worry about it because you know is that I, your jam? I, that's that's my jam. Oh, Everybody man. on the show knows it's my jam. And you can go to change.org, bring back Saki Bomb. I'm starting to get some great comments in there from people. Uh, we just had a guy get a free shirt for putting in one of the best comments ever. And if you go right now, guys, from here to the next show, uh, the next two comments I see, you got to add your Instagram uh, handle on with it. Next two comments got to be funny. I'll send you a free shirt. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm all about her. And I got to keep this ginger thing alive. Like we're going, we're like bleeding out. Like there's not we're many of us left. Yeah. I'm like, a sh- I'm like a shade <laughs> off, dude. I'm like one shade off from. Uh... Don't worry. I'm, I'm one third ginger too. So like, I get it. Like, <laughs> well, you could identify as one if you wanted to. But before we get out of here though, can you remind everybody where they could get the book, your social medias and, and anywhere else that they could reach you? Yeah, easiest thing, find me on Instagram, Lord Petty, two underscores, because the first one got nuked because I told people to run over protesters. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, Lord Petty, two underscores. I got every link is in my bio. It's all very organized, and that should all tie it together. The book is on Amazon, The Petty Principles. Go check that out. And uh, yeah, holler at your boy. And you know where you can find us, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram, Kill the Mockingbirds on all streaming platforms. And don't forget on Instagram where it's Kill the Mockingbirds podcast, you can become a subscriber, $4.99 a month, get you exclusive content, chats with us and uh, boost us up. And then now we got the Patreon going. So get on that, uh, you know, left or right or double cheek tier. You know what I mean? You got to get on that cheek tier because we keep those butt cheeks tight constantly around here. And don't. And also, you can check out all of our music, Joel Thomas, Sean Chris, on all music streaming platforms. And I think that you're thinking what I'm thinking, Joel, because we got Lord Petty here. There's only one song that we could roll out to. It's got to be Woke Summer. 
Got to be woke, Summer. You know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Brat, brat, bird killers. I'm taping my dick and my balls to my leg. I'm taking these water balloons and I'm stuffing my bra. Just in my wig, bikini Chanel. I joined the women's beach volleyball league. I'm spiking the ball so hard the concussion, so I'm hitting the heads. It's only technique. One shot, two shot, three shot, four. Five shot, six shot, seven shot, more. I love me some Kamala, she is phenomenal. Proving that anything's possible. From side chick to Montel, she must be a minor. The way that she worked all the shots to get to the top of the capital. Almost forgot about Brandon, still st- stuttering all of his speeches. Cue up the clap track, green screen some more people. Rachel Levine sat clapped. Everybody worked up about yeah. Elon. Buying Twitter like he gon' save us. Huh? Left and right, squabbling while he got chips for your head, calling him courageous. No bueno, I answered and no one start calling me NATO. Digital cheese on the way though. Get you a bowl of Alfredo. It's a woke summer, I need another booster. Before I hit the beach, BLM on my koozie. Coming in some stove, beyond me looking juicy. Checking on your privilege, they them drop your booty. It's a woke summer, I need another booster. Let's party in a mansion, let's call Patrice Colors. Virtue signal every damn flag but my own. the COVID hoes on Tinder, turn a nuclear summer into a COVID winter, these are moments to remember, as I puffin' on my ember, Moderna and Pfizer, time to go on a bender, don't assume my gender, purple bangs just a blocker, non-binary doctor, Betty Cocker, fighting all mess monsters, mild carditis playing soccer, Klaus Schwab storing homeworm blockers. Kick rocks, slap ass at the Oscars Yellow and blue emoji It's a woke summer, I need another booster Before I hit the beach, BLM on my koozie Coming in some stove, beyond me looking juicy Checking on your privilege, they them drop your booty It's a woke summer, I need another booster Let's party in a mansion, let's call Patrice Colors Virtue signal every damn flag but my own Sincerely, NPC sincerely. Yeah. What the elites and these kids have in common? What? They spoil rotten. Don't egg them on, it's a problem. Walk around the shells when you carry that cotton. This life is 26.2. When you throw Medusa, who you point to? Newfound thinker, I'm an NFT. But the caveat is you can't purchase me. Small contract, got contingencies. I'm solid with solidity. Oh, your VPN still collect data. Metaverse isn't in beta. From a trap house to a blockchain. Yeah, it's all the same thing. As to what with the whipping, the gust with the chicken. It's all just a vision. Let's hide it with lines. How many of us is in a quandary? How many? I'm just one. Let's glance at the stars. One way ticket to Mars. Who's the subject for the cause? We gotta do it for cause. They a sneaky little fox. But I'm Jamie, give them bars. Sit a sit up by the law. I keep it 300, my thoughts. Both ways, I'm riding my horse. I utter and sputter to the ones of remorse. I picked a degree and still had some worth. 
Wanna make things work